Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Raw. Is that good? <laughs> that's good. I mean, I always think the strap yourselves in, I always think that's fun fair. You're either at the fun works if people are listening at the fun fair, which yeah. they're not. Uh, or if know. they're in the car, which they might be, and they pro- they hopefully are already strapped in. I don't know, mate. There's a lot of hanging around in fun fairs, especially early doors. You know, you're just waiting for people to jump on the rides. There's one down Cardiff Bay at the moment, and the guy in the Dodgems, he's not doing much, mate. He's okay, just sat. Yeah. He's just sat in his little, little office, waiting for people to give tokens. So there's a very good chance we'll be all over Cardiff Bay Fair at the moment. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm. Fair dues. Um, yeah. Strap yourselves in. It's yeah. Good. No, it's good. It's really good. It's, it's a really slow busy. ride. It's a fast ride. If you fall off, it's your last ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, boy. I like Scream it. Scream if you want to like go it. faster. Um, hey, get on, fella. Yeah, yeah, good mate, good, good. Loved the game last night, which we're going to get into very shortly. Yep. Best yet uh, by a hundred miles. Yeah, yeah, easily. What a test match! But I went round mate of mine, Lewis Smith's house last night. Beautiful, beautiful. Boy. LT Scaffolding is his company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you need any scaffolding? Actually, um, I might at some point next year need a whole house scaffold. Oh wow! Well, will he sort me out? Yeah, I reckon so, mate. I reckon so. There's um, one company in Bath that dominates, right? You're gonna have to contract off there with something. Oh. I don't know what of course, got. I will. Yeah, but there's what there's one company in Bath that like dominates the scaffolding scene. They're everywhere. I mm. won't say their names, but this bloke drove past me once, and I had a scaffold up, little one, and he said, "Who's done your scaffold, mate?" And I said, "Oh, these guys." And he went, "Mugs, mate, mugs," and really aggressive, and drove off. And I looked at his number plate, and it was the name of the scaffold company that dominates. So obviously, he drives around intimidating people in his big jeep. Uh, you can't alpha an alpha, can you? That's the no, problem. No, 
I chased after him and flattened his tyres for him. <laughs> um, you have a nice night. I, I, I kind of, we'll, we'll talk about me in a minute, but first of all, you. Mm. Did you have a nice night watching rugby with your mates like the old days? Yeah, I did. He built a little uh, pool area with an indoor level at the far end of the pool. He had a massive TV uh, and we were just chilling, watching the game. A little bit of food he cooked up. Unbelievable. He cooked a jus. And he was telling me how he did the oh, jus yeah. of yeah. cooking it for eight hours, bones, ginger, a lot, you know, everything in it. And it was, it made the dinner. You know, no, yeah. I've done stuff like a peppercorn sauce, but I've just used a packet, add milk, bring it to boil, simmer it, thicken it up. But this was another mm. level. Yeah. I would happily there pay, is, I'd yeah. be happily pay for that in a restaurant if... I've stolen that from Greg Wallace from Master Chef. That's what that's like. Yeah, that's like the ultimate compliment. I mean, when I had a first bite, I got up, leant over, and gave him the Paul Hollywood handshake. <laughs> 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 it was that good, but uh, and it wasn't just food. We had a couple of beers as well. And as you as you know, but you listeners don't know, we've partnered with Purity Beers um, to make this podcast happen and. They sent a few beers out, and I'll be honest with you, mate, they went down an absolute treat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. They were founded by best friends and amateur rugby teammates, Paul Halsey and uh, Jim Minkin in 2005, and they've just grown and grown and grown, and they've got a special beer out called Jimbo, um, and that is in memory of founder, co-founder Jim Minkin. And uh, it's, it's it's lovely, nice little photo of him on the front. You did drink responsibly. Mm. Yes, of course, mate. It's half past eight the following day, Thursday morning. I'm up. I've done the crash run. I've done the school run. I've had two crumpets with Marmite, and now I'm recording <sighs> in the boudoir. Yeah, you see, you're brilliant in the mornings. I'm. I used to think I was brilliant until I met you, mm. and now. It was eight o'clock. My kids have broken up from school already. So the kids are haven't seen them. They're both they're all awake. They uh, well, there's only two of them, but they've got a mate over. They're awake. Haven't seen them. I fed the dog. I walked the dog in bare feet outside for a wee. I always try and take him outside a neighbour's house for a wee, so he doesn't do it near mine. Yeah, clever bloke. Um, bleary eyed, uh, got to my laptop six minutes before we started the pod with a coffee just texted everyone in the family not to come into the sitting room please that's all I've done that's all I've achieved 8 o'clock was like it felt like Mick getting up at midnight having gone to bed at 10 yeah but you're not late mate so I can't yep. complain I'm like Roy Keane when it comes to time um, but I'm going to try on Saturday they've got uh, Lawless Lager I'm looking forward to trying that I had one last night Longhorn IPA and you're going to have to follow us uh, on social media and join in when we do the Instagram lives we've got a couple more coming up because We'll be giving away some free beer and some free meat with field and flour. So it's mm. worth doing, guys. Uh, what's not to like? I did um, about that meat and beer. Come on. When I sat on my, I'm in an armchair now, my feet up on another chair, and I opened my laptop. And I, when I get a little email from Field and Flour, you can last chance to alter your order here. Yeah. I never bother because I've already done it like six weeks ahead. I get so excited that it's always already done. I know it's already done. Um, but this time I have done it because my last order arrived and um, bit of an issue. I accidentally ordered six chickens. So I have six chickens. Live or um, dead? Quite, they're two dead. 
Three on the Verge. Transport, was it? Logistics. Yeah, one's called Steve. He's with me now. Um, but it's a bit of an issue. I mean, I like chicken, but I I wouldn't have ordered six chickens. I'm not quite sure how I did that. Mm. Um, but it's an investment, isn't it? It's an investment. I've got chest freezer. How many They're can taking you fit most of that now? On the Commando Joe in one go? Two. Okay. On the classic. That's good. But I'm going to get a big Joe, you see, so then I can do a whole, I could do three or 12. I mean, when we did the Insta last weekend, we actually should have probably done a, a couple of close-ups, really, of the food we were cooking because <laughs> yeah. the sausages and the chicken was absolutely delicious. Um, but, yeah, maybe we'll do that for the next one. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're amateurs. Yeah, Michelle we're still Texas, didn't she? And she said, you mm. couldn't actually see if you were cooking or not. You could have been making it up. It's like, yeah. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Um, in another, someone we've um, partnered with. So, by the way, guys, you know, like, if you go on, like, the Joe Rogan podcast... He will just read read out his sponsors for five minutes at the start, and you can just flick through that if you want. But actually, we kind of went away from that route a little bit because we like our. I'm sure he does too, but we like our partners because the regime don't like it, and they're kind of mates, really. Um, so it's it works out quite nicely, and we could probably be a bit more hard ass and commercial about it, but we don't really want to be. So um, we also do some stuff with the Red Paddle Company, who are just yeah, just nice people. And I've got this new house, and I, I've, it's got a hive heating system, which I cannot work out. There's only one controller in the house, yeah. and it doesn't work. So I, I don't know. There's no thermometer on the wall, thermostat, sorry, on the wall. I just don't know how to do it. So I've literally got to get a plumber in to tell me how my heating works now. So I've got to pay someone 65 quid yeah. plus VAT for a call out. Yeah. Surely there's a better way. Got a neighbor in. He's got the same system. He's like, well, never seen this before, mate. Don't know how it works. So the house is either Baltic or really quite warm. So last night, I was watching the Lions mm. and the kids are watching a, a movie that's probably above their age rating and they're all sitting in their um, pro change jackets, their red paddle pro change jackets like they've just come out of the sea. Mm. And it's a nice sunny night, absolutely Baltic, and the kids are wrapped up in those. So they've come in quite handy even though we haven't actually been to the beach. Better than a dressing gown. Yeah, cooler, mm. way cooler. Warmer. Hawaiian blue. Cool, yeah. Hawaiian blue. Yeah. Why not? Uh, I saw one of the guys um, wearing one of those robes uh, in Starbucks the other day. <laughs> I did. I think he'd just been training. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's been training and uh, must have put one on after just while he's cooling down. I tell you what people wear them. They wear them to festivals. Quite good festival wear. Yeah, mm. that's a very yeah. good point, actually. I went to a festival. I went to the, I forgot what it's called now, Bigfoot Festival and um, <laughs> a few weeks ago. And they, what, were the Hendersons? Yeah, the Hendersons, yeah. And they were there, people were there wearing them all the time and that's, that is a brilliant idea. Mm. Very, very good. Very, yeah, very good. Very good. Um, um, flats, I have cleaned up on Settle It recently. Yeah, I know, but I've I, been really good. Like you take advantage of me, though. No, I don't. You, I don't. You do. You get in there before I can get in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start turning down your bets and making my own because you get in there before I can because you know I'm not as organised as you, and my mind doesn't work like yours. I'm a bit scatterbrained. And you well, know, you say that, mate, but you went England in the Euros final. I went Italy. Um, I actually yeah. got one through from Goody as well. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, so I smashed him, which. Obviously, it was going to happen, and and you as well. Yeah. So, two big alphas I've taken down. <laughs> two big bears. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You're good at it. You're good at this. Um, and yeah, and also had fella. South Africa yesterday when you boys both had the lions. So, mm. yeah, I know. I'll buy you a beer what though, mate. You? you know, so all right, it's not all gone to waste. And I'll buy Goody. Bring me a purity one that you didn't pay for. Yeah, maybe that. buy Goody something. I don't know. A uh, bottle of water, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Salad. Um so um Marrow called last night immeasurably 
what did he say? Beneficial. Mm. Um, Very calm so interview, me. wasn't it? Yeah, of course it was. Mm. Um, what did you make of it? What, the game or the interview? Oh, hang on. Before, before well, the, well, the game, but before we talk about the game, Anna Wynne-Jones obviously terminated two and all that stuff and it's unbelievable. All I'm saying is, I haven't, I have never dislocated my shoulder. I have subluxed my shoulder, which effectively, you, it goes out the socket and goes back in. Mm. Now, it does dislocate, but it puts itself back in. Now, I feel like, as much as I love Alan Wynne Jones, you know I love him, boy. I feel like there is no way he has properly dislocated that shoulder and is playing two weeks later. I just, I just, I've seen so many people dislocate their shoulders, and not just fatties. I've seen immense athletes dislocate their shoulders, and they are. A, there's no way they're not in a sling after that amount of time, or you know, having they're in agony still. And I feel like a sublux. I did. I sublux mine once. And it is a horrible feeling, but and I wasn't anywhere near as tough as Alan Wynne Jones or anywhere near as, as durable as him. But I was playing very shortly afterwards, and someone did say you dislocated your shoulder and how come you're back so quick? And I said, well, apparently it's not. It's a subluxation. It's not dislocation. It has to be that. I'm not trying to water it down. I love Zimboy. Hold I'm on. just saying it cannot be a full dislocation. Who is this? Is this David Flatman or is this Simon, the computer geek from the office? That's exactly what you sounded Doogie, like. It's Doogie Hauser, MD. <laughs> said you're definitely dead now. I went round, did a somersault, landed, said, what are you worried about? <laughs> I'm just saying it has to be a sublux, surely. Can somebody with some medical training send us a tweet? Because, you know, this located shoulder boy is serious no, gear, no. isn't it? Seen like, Bruce Lee in Way of the Dragon. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you know the guy I'm on about as well, don't you? Yeah, I know exactly what about, and you're, yeah. and you're bang right. Yeah, um, no professionals. So I'm not professional. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on like that. You've been a lion's tool. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop 
dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> yeah, so Lazarus is coming back to the Lions. Now, so I'm going to steal your quote uh, and your little phrase here. It's an interesting one, this one. It's not a funny one. It's an interesting one because... Obviously, the injury wasn't as bad as we all first thought. Um, he's back training. He's back doing contact. Um, old Wolverine has healed himself really quickly. I mean, if there's a man that's going to do it, it's going to be Alan Wynne-Jones, isn't it? Um, because he's just a legend. Mm. But they're pretty strong in the second row already. You know, he injured himself. He's not missed too much rugby because he played against Japan. Um, but... Marrow's playing really well. Like he's going to start no matter what. Ian Henderson, uh, Courtney Laws, you know. So there's three world class second rows there. Now you, they wouldn't be inviting Alwyn Jones back, the captain of the tour, unless they thought he was going to start. And Ronagara spoke well last night. Fantastic pundit, but he was saying that you cannot, you cannot have Alwyn on the bench because there's a slight chance that the injury isn't going to hold. So with players like that, you have to start. But what's the point in yeah. in inviting him over back to uh, the tour party if he's just going to hold a shield? Or, mm. you know, you're better off inviting someone like Morgan Freeman who's going to do an amazing speech or Denzel Washington <laughs> or Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so for him to be going back says to me, He's going to be starting the test. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're. I think you're probably right. But then and Courtney Laws has shown really well uh, mm. in the games, and so is Tag Byrne. And it's a toss-up between one of those two then for the number six jersey. Uh, so yeah, but great news, mate. Great news. I'm sure Connor Murray is forcing a smile. It's like at the Oscars, you know, when you don't win, you got to clap the winner. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well done. Welcome oh, back, mate. Oh, Nightmare oh. being captain. You can have it back. Yeah. Oh, is he on band now? Uh, but yeah. No. But it's great news for the Lions. You know, the captain, fantastic, is coming back. But let's get to the game. Now, I thought the game was going to be tough. It had to be tough, especially when we saw the South Africa team, which is basically the test team. It's like the unofficial fourth test out, wasn't it? It's like the Players' Championships yeah. in golf. It's like the fifth major. Yeah. Uh, but... You you knew it was going to be a brutal game because of the the team that South Africa selected. There was part of me that thought they are going to be rusty, but then the other sort of part of me prior to the game thought, well, it doesn't really matter because they don't play that expansive anyway. Mm. And I think what the Lions found yesterday was a real good test for them because the first few games have been easy for them. You know, it's been training runs. Yeah, they've been under pressure for, for periods, but they've been able to keep the ball. They've been able to set the pace themselves. Now, yesterday, the contact area was incredible. The line speed from South Africa was brilliant. Um, they weren't able to get any front foot ball, really, through uh, Bundiaki. Uh, they made a couple of mistakes. Um, their ball's been slowed down all the time, so they couldn't play off slow ball. They actually having to, they were having to slow it down themselves, the lines, to get players in position a lot of the time. You know, when normally in a game you want to speed things up to put players under pressure, but because the the contact area was such a such a, a tough battle, 
you can see Conor Murray just trying to slow players down, slow the speed down to get his players in position. Um, yeah. And they would have learned a lot from yesterday. Loads, I think. Um, mostly in, in the contact area, mostly with that line speed. And I think towards the second half, or in the second half, they got a grasp of how they're going to get on the outside of South Africa. They have to play really deep. You know, a couple of times we saw them play flat when they put the ball behind uh, a decoy runner and the South Africa wingers were just coming in and shutting it down. But as soon as they went a little bit deeper, they were able to get round the edges on the outside. And I think that's when they looked the sharpest. Yeah, they, they looked they looked infinitely better, didn't they, when they stopped trying to play through them. Um, but I guess it, it's a, is it a weird adjustment to... I know sometimes you have to play deep and people love the front line of decoy mm. runners as long as they're an option in attack these days, sort of almost rugby league style. But well, it's been like that for a long time, isn't it? But I guess it's, is it quite an adjustment to say, right, lads, we're going to be really, really deep, so deep you can't believe it, just in order to get the ball wide? No, not 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 too bad at all, I don't think. And they mm. got the grasp uh, grips of that in the second half. I think if they want to play that way, um, because obviously Bundy Aki was in, that team to give him a front foot ball and he he couldn't really get on the front foot because he's just run into unit after unit big players as well like I was surprised how big South Africa looked as well and how physical mm. they were. you know Peter Stefty tight wow absolutely that's wow. why you've got to pick a big six yeah you and can't I'll, play Watson and Curry I don't think and you've also you know Dwayne Vermeulen could come back in as well another monster but mm. but bigger was meant to start but pulled out with injury but I I know Farrell didn't have his best game yesterday. You know, the crossfield kick wasn't great, um, although it was on. I believe that. It was the right decision, but he just gave himself not enough time. Um, wasn't deep enough. The line speed killed him as well. And obviously trying to kick over Etzebeth is, is quite difficult. But from the wide angle, there is space there. And it, it was the right decision, but just poor execution and the mistouch. But, you know, everyone misses touch. We'll, we'll let him off there. But I think if you had Bigger at 10, and he's putting that ball to Farrell behind the pod and then you've got another decision maker there to make the right decisions to put players into space put your 15 put your 13 through I think that's going to be the combination for me that works yeah yeah because because he's it's almost like the big barreling like the Bundyaki thing I just I just don't think that works not against, against a team D- like South Africa I don't think because Andy was like Lacuna Am is just is just class yeah absolutely class player but Damien Dillandy was a, a couple of times he got older boys yesterday, especially yeah. in that first half. Mate, he's ragdolling big units. He's so much stronger than everyone else. And I said this after the World Cup in Japan. People say he's a big guy and he's quite big for a centre and all that. He is enormous. Like, I walked past Gail Fiku. You did too, didn't yeah. you, during the World Cup and thought, whoa, he's bigger than I thought. Yeah. I walked past Damien Dillandy and thought, wow. That is a huge man with hu- a huge head and shoulders and mitts and huge legs. Yeah. And he grabs hold of people. I mean, he is stronger in the contact than even Amaro Toji. He's significantly stronger in the contact. He's a beast. He's fast as well. And, he's got really good feet. And he's quick mm. and he's sharp and he's aggressive. And I think, well, I think you, you've got to deal with him and you need someone there who can stop him. But I think you just, out of respect, you almost, you yes, try and outfox him, but play around him because yeah. you run straight into him. You might you might make a half break every ten carries, but for seven of those, it'll knock you sideways or backwards. He's so good, mm. He's such a such an important player. But, but the, uh, I think that's right. I think that's why they need a uh, Tyg Burner or Courtney at six. That's why I think that 
Mm. You know, the bench the bench will be interesting as well. Like if Alan Wynne Jones comes in and starts, I wonder if you might have Tyburn and Courtney. Yeah, I agree. On the bench as your second row, back row cover and but back curry to go. A Tyburn is, is brilliant in the jackal area as well. So it's mm. not like he's just going to be a big carrying six. For so, like a Dave Ewers, you know, he's really good over the ball as well. So, mm. you know, worst case scenario, you, you could play him at, at seven. It'd be slightly different for him, but he is brilliant at turnovers. And mate, I would, that is the biggest thing for me yesterday. South Africa were immense at that uh, at that area. Like Faf de Klerk, I know he got a yellow. I don't think anything high is going to come of that. But the way he runs the game, Monier staying as well, just pinning the corners, you know, it was tactically kicking. They were brilliant. And there's a couple mm. of Connor Murray kicks that, that weren't great. Didn't go, went out in the full, didn't go far enough. Um, and I think the Lions will learn a lesson there about you properly need to be on your game tactically from nine and 10 kicking. And, I uh, thought, and yeah, back. I, I agree with you. Farrell, the crossfield kick, the, the myth touch and general direction of the game. Yes, it got better towards the end of the game. But South Africa were down to 14, then 13. They took off some of their rock stars. So yeah. it, it, they got better, but it also became easier. So it's hard to gauge how much better the Lions got. Yeah. But for me, Dan Bigger's place is not under threat at all. I wonder about Farrell at 12. It's an interesting call. But I actually thought, I watched Connor Murray and thought, well, he might not be captain by next week if Alan Wynne-Jones is straight back in. And then I think if he's not captain, I don't, I mean, this is, I don't think he plays. I mean, well, I think he will play. I don't think he's the best scrum half there at the moment. It depends, I think but Ali Price looks way sharper. Tactically kicking, I think he is. And Ali Price, uh, for Scotland, is, is a very good player. But he was put under a lot of pressure, especially against England, box kicking. And it was charged down a lot. And I know part of that is is getting players in place uh, mm. for blocking. But I think I think Colin Murray is the man. Uh, at nine and damn big I think with those two but I think you just you just need a little bit more creativity so you need a, mm. a far at 12 but then you're going to need a van der Merwe in your team as well otherwise there won't be enough size because we're not sure whether Henshaw is going to be fit or not he hasn't played much rugby has he because of his hamstring uh, so but you need some size there so you need someone like van der Merwe that's going to get you over the gain line those easy yards off the back of a scrum or off the top of a line out not every time but you know, if you give him the ball and he's got a bit of space and a bit of time, there's only going to be one winner there. So he comes into the factor mm. then for selection. Um, then you, go on. Yeah, but then you got you've got you can't leave Josh Adams out. No. I think Anthony Watson. I think you can't leave out the back three. I think he's too good. And then I think, you know, if you want Van der Merwe in there, then Liam Williams has got a knock. If Liam Williams is fit, I think he plays. At but then 15. you've got Anthony Watson. Yeah, then you've got Anthony Watson playing over Williams or Hogg at fullback, and I just don't think that's going to happen. It's mm. hard, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I want I want Van der Merwe to play because he's a freak, but you and need, they're great fun to watch. But you need balance. You know, not everyone I don't think yeah. can be the same size. You you need bigger players, and in your team, you need at least one big ball carrier. I think in that back line, someone that's going to give you guaranteed yardage. Um, and if it's not going to be yeah. a 12, like an Aki, then you have to fill, uh, find him somewhere else. Um, and he's got to come looking for work. The scrum yeah. was interesting. I know it wasn't that interesting yeah. for you, but... No, it was. It's, people made a lot of it. Um, I thought Dweber, on his on debut at Hooker for South Africa, 
I thought he was fantastic. Mm. I know one line out went astray, but that wasn't it when he just had to put the ball down. His shorts were That massive, wasn't his mate. fault. He had massive shorts. Shorts on. were massive. He's picked the wrong shorts for his debut. Mm. All been there. But he is a unit and he was putting it about big time. And I always find it interesting. I know there was a there was a pre- there was a big sort of pressure moment when they brought on Malcolm Marks um on like thirty eight minutes or something and subbed off Dwayber on his on his debut before half time. I don't think that's because of the quality of his play. I, I guess, like, I don't know if I'm saying dangerous things here. I'm not quite sure, actually, if I am to edit it out, yeah. But I get the impression that Dwayber was given the start and pulled off early so that they could have a certain number of non-white players in the starting team. I'm not sure if that's still a thing there, but otherwise, I can't imagine why they'd get him off the field before half-time because I thought he was fantastic, um, like, super powerful. So I'm thinking, well, he wasn't injured. So I'm thinking, well, that felt odd to me because... I'd, I mean, Marks is an incredible, amazing player, but I'd have, I'd have felt no reason to get Dwayne off that field that early because I thought he was really putting. Well, there it will about. be a reason um, behind it, I'm sure. There'd be, um, there's method behind the madness. Yeah, so I imagine so. But also, um, there was quite a lot made of how, you know, well, not made. There's been a bit made of how good the Lions scrum was, and yes, it was good. Equally, they'd. You know, Inyakane playing at tighthead, who he's he's all right, he's all right. He's nothing like Vincent Cock, nothing like Franz Maherber. You know, he's just he's not he's not in their league um, yet. So I think that's that's one to watch. Um, that'll be interesting. But I thought Win Jones showed really well. There's a couple of penalties he won, and he won them on lovely technique and pure strength. He was just a stronger man, and yep. I watched. In your carne against Wynn Jones, and I thought one of them is going to fold here because they're both flat out. You could tell when they're shaking like a dog having a poo, just a little bit. You can tell they're flat out. They're at max effort, like when you're lifting weights. And quite often props aren't like that, but they were both at it. And and Wynn Jones didn't cave once, not mm. once. And I thought he did himself a lot of favours last night. When South Africa were down to thirteen men, two yellows, lines kept tapping and going. Uh, Warby said it in comms. Mate. I, but I said it um, under my breath before Warby said it in comms. Why would <laughs> why, wouldn't you take a scrum? Because you're isolating you would. so many players there. You know, South Africa were, were pretty happy def- just defending on their line. They were putting massive shots in. Lions weren't really going anywhere. Yes, they were putting South Africa under pressure. But you take a scrum, all of a sudden you can isolate players. You know, they're two down, which means there's space absolutely everywhere whether it's off the back of a scrum or whether it's out wide, you know, you can manipulate that space so much easier than just tapping and going. I think that is a big lesson to be learned, you know, especially when they're down to 30 men. They had to make more um, more chances and score more points during that period. And to be fair, 17-3 down um, at one stage, you thought, oh no, this is going badly wrong. But yeah, they got themselves into it. So that's a lesson to be learned. I think the breakdown is a massive lesson. You know, when... Uh, Curry went through after a lovely tip on from Matoji. You know, the Safra was straight on there, like a rash, turned the ball over yeah. straight away. Lions lost all momentum. And also, don't kick straight to Colby. I know. You know, just speak to Mike Tyndall. Remember his kick to Shane Williams? In yeah, well, oh, yeah, God, never finals, forget it. 2003, Stephen Jones ends up Favourite scoring. Favourite kick of all time. Yeah, don't kick it to the most attacking threat. Uh, In the is. world? I was thinking. In the world, probably. You know, people get... You know, he, um, people say, you know, he's going to be the, someone's going to be the next Shane Williams, someone's going to be the next Jason Robinson, mm. and they never ever are. 
right? I think there's only yeah. three players that can that I can think of that would be Colby-esque. So I think they're all on the same level. You've got Colby, Jason Robinson, Shane Williams. That's it. Mm. That's it. There's okay. three players at that level. You can't compare anyone else to that. All right, I got one. What? Wasali Sarevi. Not a 15s, mate. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a good point. Mm. Um, interestingly, depending on perspective, I thought Jasper Visa was brilliant. He is just so aggressive and yep. powerful. It's hilarious to watch. But I always feel like he's a red card waiting to happen. But he was excellent last night, I thought. Pete Stefty Toy is just a hell of a specimen. What a player. But Franco Mostert in the second row, everyone talks about the massive South African pack. Mate, he's skin and bones, that fella. He's mm. not a huge man. He's quite tall and he's got a you know bashed up face and a broken nose and he almost like you see his face, see his work and you think massive unit. He's not. He's not. He'd be one of the lightest locks in international rugby, I bet you. Mm. And he's super light, but oh my days, the work he puts in. He's so explosive, such a high work rate. They called him a hybrid last night and that's kind of, that's about right because he's got the power of a top class second row. But he's he is as mobile, he's as quick off the floor as a Tom Curry or a Hamish mm. Watson. He's that he's that quick around the field. He does so much damage. I love that guy. But I wonder if if Lou Diaga's fit. I still think you, you can't leave Ibanezabeth out, and they won't. Mm. I think even Mostert might end up on the bench because Lou Diaga is so good and so physical. Like even when he's playing in the Prem for Sale, he is. I said last night that some of those box boys look like. 18-year-olds that arrive in their own, driving their own pickup trucks to an under-15s game. That is what Lou Diaga looks like in the Premiership. I know it's just the Prem, but he is so much more physical than almost everyone else Yeah, um, that you think, well, probably have to play. Speaking of pace, um, to, uh, Tulupe Falatao, how quick did he look running down that left-hand side? Like, that acceleration yeah. for an eight. Interesting, interesting one for me, him, boy. Because, mm. yeah, he looks fab out there. But otherwise, he makes... Very little impact whatsoever in a game like that. So they, he needs the Lions to play the way they played in the second half, which I'm sure they will try to now. Yeah, he needs them to play that way, you, which you means see him he's in the wide channel a lot more, right. where he is yeah. very good because because of his pace, because of his footwork, because he's big and strong. Uh, yeah, is he that I, big? Yeah, uh, well, he carries big. Yeah, like I'd, you know, I suppose yeah. you, you line him up next to another big eight. He might look a little bit It's smaller. how they play, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's like Sam Simmons. Um, but the biggest call for me now is that 13 position. Uh, and there's well, mm. 12 and 13, really, because a lot of uh, back three are standing out, as as are the back row, front row. But mm. the centres, I think, is the real tough decision now. And who he goes with, I think he should go with Farrell at 12, Bigger at 10, and then who goes at 13 now if Henshaw's fit I think he has to play against the Stormers 40 minutes on Saturday if he's not I don't think he can play in the test um, a week later mm. so that's a big call um, and then I like Chris Harris mate I think yeah. he's awkward to play against unless you're Cheslin Colby yeah yeah I mean yeah I mean if you tackle Cheslin Colby then you know even great you need a lasso him. or a trank dart don't you mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's 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 shown okay. He's shown okay, but yeah, I just think 
I think if you had Henshaw outside of Farrell at 13, then I think just I'm far more confident. But yeah, Chris Harris has shown really well. It's actually really impressed me as well. Yeah. Saw him a lot for Scotland, but defensively I saw him more so for Scotland. But now we're sort of seeing the attacking side to him. And he's not selfish. You know, he doesn't try and tuck under the arm and carry every single time he gets the ball at the third channel. He offloads, he keeps the mm. ball alive. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesse Creel, one of the leanest big oh, men in world I rugby. Know, I know, sick man. We went to a training session during the World Cup and he was there and he, he wasn't running around with his shirt off. Mm. Uh, quite a modest man, but he was just getting changed and he just jogged over to grab one T-shirt having taken another off. Fella, I don't want to say this lightly. I have not seen a rig like that in world rugby. There's bigger men around. I have not seen a big man that lean and shredded in world rugby to the point where it's like, whoa. And I spoke to a couple of South African boys and they were like, mate, he goes, he goes, people look at him and all the time people are saying, that guy's taking this, that guy's taking that. It's like, no, no. Here's a pic. Here's, they got pictures of him when he was 8, 12, 14. He's exactly the same. He's, yeah. he's born like that. I this mean, pre-season. Venice Beach, I think. Mate, rollerblading oh. and weightlifting. <laughs> exactly. With pink leg warmers on. Um, and a little French bulldog. That's me. Um, all right, um, boy. Well, that'll probably do us. Hey, I, I, I thought the game was brilliant, fella. Absolutely yep. So, like, it. great test for the Lions. Um, exactly what they needed because everything's been too easy for them at the moment. They've been able to dominate games. This is exactly what they needed. A test match intensity mm. game. It essentially was a test match. And they can properly look at themselves. And they'll take more from that game yesterday than the three previously. Or four previously. Yeah, and there's only one Fafta Clerk, mate. There's only one. Yeah. Yep. What, what a player, what a boy, what a fella. Right, um, we're going to have a little bet on Settle It now. Uh, we'll bet for yep. the Stormers game on Saturday, and then we've got the big tests coming up, the three big ones. Can you let me go first on the Stormers bet, so you've got to accept my bet, please? Yeah, well, I might change the odds slightly, because I think the Lions are obviously going to win fairly easily. Okay. Um, yeah. But I you do. can do that, and it's easy. And, you know, if, if you win... Oh, by the way... I did um I did a thing with Warren Gatlin the other day on on uh, virtually yeah um with a Vodafone thing and one of the guests on the thing asked him why actually no Jerry Gusker I'll pick that name up asked him why he said no to playing South Africa A twice like you know why don't you want to do that we want to see it kind of thing and Warren Gatlin said two things one my job is not to help prepare South Africa for a Test series that's not my job secondly think about the Stormers boys who have been thinking about this day potentially for years. They get to play against the Lions. They've put everything into it to be told two or three days before the game, the game's off just because we want to play someone else. COVID is one thing. And he said it feels like the wrong thing to do. So we want to do the right thing. And we're going to stick with the games. And, you know, just it doesn't help South Africa. We don't care. I Quite a good answer. I, I thought. thought you were going to say he sends his regards, Shanks. But, yeah. Well, he said, yeah, he, he said they... No shanks. He, did, he, he, meant, he mentioned you for a bit. He said you got, you know, you got your star players and you got your, you know, your sort of um, the cogs who are part of the machine, indispensable. Um, I say he didn't mention you by name, but you, you know, he meant you. Yeah, he yeah. meant you. Um, look, good luck to you, fella. Really enjoyed the game last night. Good podage today. Um, I've got. I'm just taking it easy tonight. So I've got a uh, tomahawk. I haven't had a tomahawk for three days now. So I've got a tomahawk defrosting downstairs. Ooh, have you? Think about that. Okay. I've got the piri piri chicken wings from Field and Field. Love them. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Um, high heat on the grill, turning often is what I got told a little while ago, and it has changed the way I cook wings and chicken pieces. Okay. Good tip. Yeah. Well done. So I put I put them over direct heat, 
don't even use a heat deflector. I'd go for it and just turn them off them. Okay, good. Singe all the hairs on your hand. Love it. Yeah, that, no, it really does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really does. It's like a lovely sense of burning. Right, all can right. we end this now? Good luck, guys. Bye. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.